This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to show 336 Aussie Mac Zone. 336. 336. Zan, how are you? I'm great, Michael. How are you? Very, very good, thank you. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Lovely dinner with the family. Yes. Yeah, I've got a comment about that later on. Because actually oh, something excellent. that happened at the family came up in, an, in a story. Excellent. <laughs> so, story one. As Pride goes virtual, uh, the Apple Watch Pride edition helps community and advocacy continue worldwide. Like most high school seniors, L. Smith hasn't had the year they imagined. Prom was cancelled, a graduation ceremony is up in the air, but one thing L. hasn't compromised on is weekly virtual meetings of their Austin, Texas High School's Gender and Sexualities Alliance, a club for LGBTQ students and allies to come together and find community. Elle restarted the club. Yeah. Restarted the club in their freshman year and has since led it ever since. Not everyone has a safe and supportive family situation, Elle explained. We're all missing out on a lot of different life events. It's about honouring the changes in people's lives and marking the milestones we want to mark while still being safe. We're trying to make sure that students have access to fun and relaxation too. It's this commitment to community and advocacy that led to Wells being named Student Advocate of the Year by GLSN, a US-based LGBTQ organisation that has inspired and helps lead a global movement to end discrimination, harassment and bullying in schools. GLSN, GLSEN supports student advocates like Elle and provides the resources that help them to change their communities one conversation at a time. Those watches are great. They do. Pride season is a time where it feels safer to be authentic. It's the ideal world where you're able to be safe, you're able to be yourself, and you're able to be loud. So there's more to the story, but I'll let people read it from the link in the show notes. Yeah. But yeah, so there's the standard Apple uh, sports band, which has also got a... They have an actual watch face that goes with it. Yeah, which is absolutely great. Uh, just the the whole band just goes right around. Yeah. Like, and it's it's very loud. So if you if you want to be loud and and loud crowd. supportive, there's that one. Or this year, if you're here and you're queer. Yep. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, welcome to us. Um, then there's the this year. There's a Nike edition, which is a white band, but all the little holes in the Nike are, are all in the, the rainbow colour. So it's very subtle. So you can be very subtle and and be supportive. So that's pretty cool. That actually I think they've Nike had to be subtle for too long. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's just something to think about. Uh, now, what about... Um, where am I up here? Yeah. Sorry. Australia Post 
reported 300 cyber incidents this year, but nothing to cause major your disruption. Sound is... Sorry, Michael. <laughs> Hang on a second. Let me just check your sound. Just talk for me again. Talking to you again. Testing, testing. Hello, hello. Okay, so fine. It just sort of crackles here and there. Uh-huh. Not, it's not oh, dropping maybe. out completely. If I put that one in as well, it'll stop any feedback. Oh. <laughs> uh, now, Ospa, ZNet reports, Australia Post has seen around 300 cyber incidents so far this year, but it said none were enough to cause the government-owned entity to suffer the same fate as the likes of Toll. Addressing the Joint Committee on Public Accounts and Audit on Tuesday, Australia Post Chief Information Security Officer Glenn Studdard said from Jan 1 to March 30, the organisation had no incidents that were considered to be extremely high impact. But we, we did respond to 300 individual cyber incidents that we see in our systems, and most of those from things like SMS phishing campaigns, he said. Text messages that bad actors might send to try and get you to click on a link and give up your credentials, similarly through email phishing campaigns. So they're dealing with these types of things on a daily basis and defending those. He said it was quite a substantial number and that the Postal Service didn't have any high or extreme impacts over that period of time. Studdard said Australia Post has not specifically seen any evidence in the past few years of state actors attempting to hack or attack its systems, but he did say there would be a substantial disruption to its functions should it fall victim to a serious attack. Obviously, our obligation to deliver a letter service under our obligation would be one business interruption. We run one of the larger parcel logistic businesses in the country, and our ability to be able to function as our parcel business does if we were impacted by an attack, that service may be impacted and degraded, similar to what we sell with Toll, he said. Uh, toll attacker made off with an employee data and commercial agreements. Uh, anyway, Australia Post was appearing before the committee as part of its inquiry to consider the cyber resilience of government entities prioritising information security. Specifically, the committee is examining two Auditor General's reports, cyber resilience of government business enterprises and corporate Commonwealth entities and implementation of the My Health record system. So obviously, we want uh, our government entities yes. to be safe. Absolutely. And not bleed it, you know, not have people getting in the back door and bleeding us dry or getting hold yep. of, yeah. Like, think of how many people are on security at the moment. Yeah. How many more uh, records there are and how harder it is to keep all of those records safe and private. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's a good article. It is. It, it goes on and explains a lot more. It's very good. It's worth a read. Excellent. G'day, David. Thanks for watching. Hey, Jasmine. Thanks for watching. Hey, Jared. Thanks for watching, buddy. I wish I knew why you get all of those people and I don't get Because I share it yeah. uh, to my Facebook page. Uh-huh. And so they're my friends, so my friends pop up. and I didn't know you had any. <laughs> oh, they're cyber friends. <laughs> well, I can go see them. Even if I'm not allowed to see them anyway. <laughs> So what about what about gaming? What do we got for gaming? 
Well, well, we've revisited again. When it's another, so the last four weeks in a row, I've played a game and then couldn't get it going. But this game, last week I talked about it, Beyond Blue. So after setting up my Apple TV, that's right, uh-huh. finally, I knew what I had to do. Right? So I had a list of games that I had to try out and Beyond Blue was on the top of my list. Okay. I said last week that I couldn't really control it. It was hard with my phone. It was. Um, I, I didn't really have a chance to get right into it with my phone because the controls, again, were just lacking. Mm-hmm. So uh, once I set up the Apple TV, I got one of my controllers here from my console, set it all up, and off we went. And it was absolutely fantastic. Uh-huh. The game, it's beautiful. Um, the, graphically, it's amazing. And you know, I'm just so happy with it. I got to swim around with humpbacks, play with dolphins, be careful around sharks. Uh, that's all I got into at the, at the moment because there were so many other games I wanted to play, but I really just wanted to give this a, a whirl. Yeah. Um, I swim around collecting... So you got to like sonar and sound. And so you collect sounds that fish make. And I ran into a whole <laughs> bunch of different, um, yeah, different sounds um, from fish. And so I didn't just get dolphins and whales. We got all sorts of little fish and everything, following them around. And I, I just had a great time. And um, this is all done while playing is. Uh, and this was on a console. No, this was on oh, sorry, Apple TV. On a console controller. That's right. It was on a console controller. Uh-huh. So I, I just used my Xbox controller um, because it hooks straight up. It's so easy to like, just join onto the Apple TV, and mm-hmm. it just, and it works it works wonderfully. Excellent. Uh, so you're playing as uh, how do you say that? Uh, Mira, Miri, Miri. Yeah, Miri, Mira. Yeah, a, a diver and scientist. And she's there to collect data and just uh, you know, give feedback. It's based a little bit in the future. So you've got this cool tech that you're wearing uh, that, co- that sort of films and sounds and you can swim, swim deeper than you normally would. Um, and so it was uh, the storylines are beautiful as well. Uh, comes in telling you that uh, before she was a scientist, uh, her grandmother was one of the first free divers grandmother taught her how to free dive and then that's how she sort of got into diving became a marine biologist that sort of stuff okay again again the storyline is just it's brilliant um so i'm going to give that oh look four apples out of five excellent um and i haven't even played that much of it but it's beautiful i know i'll get back to it and uh you know the boys were absolutely amazed with it too because i actually got to play with a, a humpback whale uh, spin around it. It was making noises and flipping its belly over and you know all this sort of stuff. And so they just thought it was top stuff. Excellent. Well, our links in the show notes have got uh, one is the preview. Yep, show, that's right. Showing the a video of the game. Yeah, and the and other then, ones are right up on uh, just tells you a little bit about the game and then the story about how they went about making the game and yeah, the interview with the girl. It's yeah, the girl who. Uh, does the voice and yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So that's cool. They did a lot of research. So these guys, like with this game, they did so much research with this game. Yeah. 
Like they went uh, to universities and and with oceanographers and and all that sort of stuff, and really worked uh, with them to get this game right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I was so disappointed that it wasn't that great on the phone. Uh, but again, I got it to work on the Apple TV, and it was so much better on the big screen. Anyway, I was playing it um, on the weekend in 4K, <laughs> and uh, it was it was just magical. Excellent. Sandra Sully, on the other hand, on in 4K, a little bit lacklustered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a whole other story that I'll leave for later. Um, second game, again, I tried to review it last week, but I had trouble controlling it on my phone. I'm noticing this with a few different games now. I'm guessing they're uh, wanting, to, wanting them to be a little bit more uh, on the, the Apple TV than in your handheld yeah. sort of form. It might even be easier on the iPad than it is the iPhone. Or it could just be that I have massive sausage fingers. <laughs> so, you know, these are your options. Take your pick. Let me know what you think. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a choo-choo rocket universe. I didn't expect anything from this game. I just want to let you know, I just did a review on it because well, it's my job. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I thought, oh, you know, I'll give this a laugh and, you know, anything like that. It's so addictive. And it's just one of those little puzzlers. You know, you've got to work out which way the little space mice go. Otherwise, the space cats are going to get them and they've got to get into their rocket and take off. It's like trying to sort out a digital Rubik's Cube. <laughs> it's so addictive. <laughs> I probably played this for way longer than I should have um, because I just couldn't put it down. And I had so much fun. It was hilarious. The boys were again, they were with me sitting there and they're telling me which way to put the arrows so the mice will go this way and the mice will go that way and they've got to avoid the cats and when they'd get eaten, they'd be like, oh no, they're going to die. <laughs> it's okay, it's just a video game, mate. They're not going to die. It never existed. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it was really fun. Uh, I, it was just a, it made me think as well. Like it wasn't just one of those little games that you pick up and think, oh, yeah, I'll give it a lash, you know. And the, the first few puzzles were easy and they let you, you know, think that you've got this. Yeah. You know, oh, this is going <laughs> to, you're just going to fly through this. And so the first level I flew through, you know, I got like five stages in. I'm like, oh, you know, this is nothing. And then I get into the second level and I'm in there and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. That's not too bad. Well, I can't pass this one, you know. Like, all right, all right figure it out, and then, you know, take me a little bit longer to figure out. And I think that's why I stayed with it for so long, is because it was actually making my brain work. Good, you know. And uh, you know, they say that you know, if your brain's working, you're less likely to get uh, Alzheimer's and and all that sort of stuff, you know. And your memory lasts longer. And what was that? And so, hey, what, what am I talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, and so. It, it was yeah, it was a great game. Again, I'm going to give the, uh, this one. I'm going to give it three point two. Excellent. Because it's a fun little puzzle game, but there's hundreds of them, so you know I'm not going to give it a massive rating because yeah. uh, again, there's hundreds of them and we can play them all. So it was fun. It was made by Sega, so it gives it nostalgia value. Gives it a little bit of an extra point. <laughs> uh, so that's me for gaming. Yeah. Um, I know you've got some entertainment stuff. Yeah. 
Um, I've also discovered Apple TV and um, all the benefits of Apple TV. Yep. And so I've got now, what have I got? Red Bull TV. Which is excellent. This the Red Bull TV is with everything from like breakdance battles to <laughs> to dirt bike enduro challenges. You know, like um, it is absolutely fantastic. They got drift in there, motocross. Uh, oh, what was I watching the other day? Oh, the the diving, the cliff diving. Cliff diving, yeah. Oh, I couldn't get enough of that. <laughs> and uh, so that was really cool. Then uh, we don't have an aerial on our house uh, because we just haven't had a chance to fit it yet. We haven't been here for long. And, um, well, you know, you got to buy your own aerial and stuff. And so um, I got a quote and it was uh, all up. It was going to cost me $1,200 to get the aerial fit and have the aerial connections fitted into each room. Yeah. So we could all, you know, so the kids could go in there and watch TV if they wanted to or, they, you know, whatever. Um, instead of that, um, because we really needed my Xbox broke in the lounge room and we needed something, I uh, used a little bit of money I had to put away and bought the Apple TV. You get live TV with it without an aerial. Yeah. So I've now got 7, 9, 10, all the additions that go with 7, 9, and 10. Yeah. I've got iView, I've got SBS. It's all there. Uh, yeah. It's all there, and it's all it can all be live. Yes. And um, and as I said, one of the things I do a lot is yeah, I either use uh, iView in South Australia. Yep. Yeah. yeah. If you want to catch up. Yeah, because that's that's yeah. half an hour difference. Yeah. Or uh, last night I watched one show live and then watched the um, Western Australian version. Because <laughs> it was three hours, right? Yeah, that's right. So I was able to watch what I wanted to watch that night in a different order to how they put it out live, but I got to see it all, and yep. I was quite happy. Excellent. So, yeah, that's one advantage. If you keep that in mind, if you think, oh, damn, I didn't, you know, I broke down on the way home or the train yeah. was late or whatever, and yep. you want to catch up on that half hour, just the half hour beforehand, yeah. just go to the South Australian Ivy site. Simple that's right. Like yeah. That. And like both you and I watch so much ABC, like it's a, it's a, such a good value. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is a, it's a free app, and you get live TV. You can also watch pretty much anything yeah. that's oh, on I ABC. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, it's just it makes you. Yeah. I uh, even been watching um, only because I pushed the button without watching. I've been watching yeah. the ACT ABC News. Yep. Yeah. Which is effectively nearly all the same news, because you know. Ninety yeah. percent of the news is quote Australian, yep, and just with a couple of Canberra things or a couple of Sydney things, you know. Yep, yep. So I'm not missing out too much when I make the mistake, but yeah, it's yep. good. It's good. And um, not just that too. We saved like nine hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. Because now we don't need an aerial. That's right. <laughs> you know, and so um. And you were paying for your downloads anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, and now too, like because we got that. If I want to watch a movie. I've got Apple TV Plus. I've got heaps of movies. I've got Netflix on there. I've got Stan on there. Yeah. You know, as well. I've got um, Amazon, you know, plus all the cool stuff that comes with the Apple TV as well. 
in the um I went on to the movies in there in uh, Apple TV. Yeah. And um you know, I can get Birds of Prey, I can get the Joker, I can get all that sort of stuff and I can just rent the movie. Mm-hmm. Don't have That's to right. don't have to pay for it uh, like to buy it or own it or anything like to see it. It's just a low cost. Yeah, Apple, Apple have specials on That's them. right. You can go to the 99 cent bin. They yeah. were the 99 cent bin. <laughs> you know, to rent a movie. You go in the 99 cent bin and like some of those movies are really good. They're just old. That's right. <laughs> you know, like, and you think, oh, I haven't seen that in ages. Yeah, I'll, I'll spend 99 cents and watch that, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's me talking about finally uh, getting Apple TV and uh, realizing why you were saying to me, you should just get Apple TV. Just get Apple TV. <laughs> and um, I'm going to admit this on uh, live TV. You were right. Um, <laughs> so uh, there you go. Excellent. So we've got. Um... Apple's little voice from Emmy Award winner J.J. Abrams, Grammy-winning singer-songwriter Sarah Burrells, yep. and Jesse Nelson to debut globally on J- July 10 on Apple TV+. Plus. The first look revealed of a new half-hour coming-of-age drama series featuring original music from Sarah Burrells, or Burrells. Little Voice follows Bess King O'Grady, a uniquely talented performer struggling to fulfil her dreams while navigating rejection, love, and complicated family issues. Preaching original music by Grammy and Tony Awards nominee Sarah Burrells, this is a story about finding your authentic voice and the courage to use it. Little Voice is produced by J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Productions in association with Warner Brothers. Awesome. Bad Robot does some good stuff. J.J. Abrams can do no wrong. (laughs) Um... (laughs) He is just fantastic at what he does. Uh, it doesn't matter what he touches, it turns to gold. Yep. Um, you know, you got to look at Star Wars and redoing Star Wars and things like that. And, you know, he uh, just, yeah, he's done some fantastic stuff with um, oh, Cloverfield and uh, it's just to name a few. Well, you know, he's lost, wasn't that his as well? Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, it's just. Uh, he just, yeah, hit after hit. So hopefully this will... Uh, you can watch the uh, the trailer for this too, can't you? Yeah, yep. So um, that, that, that's... Yeah, uh, good. Yeah, check it out. And then uh, entertainment number two, if I can put the screenshot up properly this time. Yeah, it's, um, it's a show called Dear, D-E-A-R. So it's one person, one person's story can change the world. From Emmy-winning filmmaker R.J. Cutler, Deer profiles game-changing icons and the people whose lives they've inspired. Mm. All 10 episodes will debut ju- June 5, exclusively on Apple TV app with an Apple TV Plus subscription. Inspired by Apple's groundbreaking Dear Apple ad for the Apple Watch, Dear is an inventive approach to biographies of the influential people who are shaping culture and societal society today using letters that fans have written to them. Uh, Dear focuses on key moments from subjects' lives and their work and has profoundly impacted not only the individuals who have written letters, but the world at large. Now, I've watched the trailer for this. It looks inspiring. And yeah. even Big Bird gets... Gets an episode. Yeah. 
That's what I love. That's what I love about Apple. Like they put this inspiring stuff in there because they really believe in this. You know, like influencing greatness. Yes. Yes. You know, like they think that if they can share greatness, greatness will be. It's like it's like it's contagious. Yeah. You know, you then you want to strive to do that, and it's true. It is. And uh, so I love this stuff, and I love that Apple does this stuff. Like the the Beastie Boys documentary. Yeah. My God, that's a good movie. Like it's so good, and it's honest. You know, they talk about like being being jerks. Yeah. You know, young, having money, and just being jerks. <laughs> and he apologizes. On you know, like he talks about, and he, he apologizes for being an ass. And like, I just think like, it's so inspiring to see these fan. Like, these guys are one of the like founders of you know music today. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they still have uh, a recording label, you know. And and so like to see them, you know, do that, and you know, they've inspired a whole generation of music yeah. to come out and just be honest like that, and. You know, uh, I think it's something special. I think Apple does a, a wonderful job of that. Excellent. Excellent. I agree. I agree. That's why I love Apple. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're here. That's it. That's why we're here. Yeah. So now uh, a late one that came in late late today. Yeah. So Binge, which is Foxtel's new streaming service, wants to kill the scroll as it bids for your subscription. ABC News is reporting there's a new player in TV streaming market and it wants to make life easier for you. Foxtel's new subscription platform, Binge, launches today boasting 10,000 hours of content, scaling up to 20,000 in the next 12 months. One of its draw cards will be much-discussed US shows like Succession, Game of Thrones from cable channel TV, uh, channel HBO. Content deals with Warner Brothers, Sony and the BBC will also give subscribers a wide range of popular movies and documentaries. But Binge will face strong competition for your dollars from established players like Netflix, Stan, Apple TV, Disney Plus and Amazon, yeah. which are already dunking, uh, duking it out in a crowded market. To that end, aside from its content offering, TV series Big Little Lies and The Wire, the US the DC Universe Collection, and the Fast and Furious films, one of its key selling points will be its promise to kill the scroll. A surprise me feature that harks back to old school TV. Streaming services are bulging with content and data suggests people will subscribe to more than one. I do. That can mean decision paralysis. Consumers want to avoid feeling regret Adam Camilleri, a consumer psychologist and senior lecturer in marketing at the University of Technology, Sydney, who studies judgment and decision-making, told the ABC last year. Regret comes from choosing to invest in an option such as a new TV series that turns out to be unsatisfying. In a briefing for media, Bin said it would bolster its personalisation algorithm by adding sections curated by humans. Everybody loves the algorithm to an extent, Ben Lenz, Director of Products of BINS, said of streaming services generally. An over-reliance on algorithms, algorithms that do not give an indication of quality, whether one action film is better than another, has been a source of criticism for streaming platforms. Recently, Netflix, by far the largest platform in Australia, 
indicated it was looking to address that by having sections of its platform include staff picks. Netflix also recently introduced a daily top 10 to, yeah. designed to give you an idea of what Australians are watching. Yeah, so day to day. They give you the top 10 day to day and they tell you what's you know been most watched that day or, you know, and, and things like that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's come in handy. Yeah. So part of Binge's strategy is a section called Surprise Me, which will bring up a random show or movie. If you don't like what you get, you can roll the dice again. Now, you can get a 14-day free trial now, and Bidge is from $10 a month. Yeah, see, again, is it? Amazon is $6.99. Yeah. Uh, Stan is $8.99. You know, I think Netflix is the most expensive one. You know, we're up at around, I think, and actually I think mine, because I've just got it for one, Thing, yeah. I think is um sorry, pardon me. I think is eight ninety nine as well, and then uh, Disney is six ninety nine. Yeah, a month. You know, like coming in at ten dollars a month. Foxtel just cutting their nose off the spot of their face once again. Yeah, I don't quite get why they need a second streaming service. Mm. So. If Binge is owned by Foxtel, but Foxtel is more than twice the price because I think it's 25 a month. Yep. So will I be able to get Binge shows on Foxtel? Doubt it. No. So that means Fox, and, Foxtel want me to give them $35 a month. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not just that. They're talking about Netflix saying, oh, we, we want to give you more content. Then let us in onto the American market. Yeah. Like, because American Netflix, so I've heard, um, there's <laughs> way more content, way, way more content. Yeah. Like, it, it'll blow your mind how much more content there is on there. Yeah. So if Netflix wants to, you know, give us more, then please let us in. Like, they're like, oh, we've got contracts for deals. Like, um, for instance, uh, what is it, Onward. Um, Onward was released... Uh, in America, sort of about two weeks before it was released here. Yeah. Or, or almost a month or something it was, I think. I can't remember. Um, but it was because Foxtel were charging people 25 bucks to watch it for a month. Mm-hmm. And so that Foxtel were making their money here. Um, and while Disney was giving it to America for free. You know, and I'm sure Disney's making some money off Foxtel's back. I've got no doubt about that. But um, yeah, but it's all it's all a matter of the tide, the tide changing. If Foxtel, you know, you're gonna have to start making more of their own stuff. Yeah, well, they've got um, oh, what's it called? They make their own content. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't remember. They've got a channel on there. It's where they make their own content. And um, they're just, it's mostly dramas and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I can't remember the name, but yeah, they got that. They could use that, I guess. Um, but, but yeah, right. there's like a probably a five-year transition going on at the moment between all the production houses. Yeah. And people like Foxtel and Stan and yeah. Disney. Like I'm sure there's stuff Disney have got out there that they want back. 
but have yeah. just got to wait a couple of years to get it. Yeah, they do. When and their, that's their right. license agreements runs out. So. Yeah, well, that's the thing with Onward. They had that licensing agreement, and so we had to wait for it. Yeah. Look, it's one movie. I don't really, I'm not really that mad about it. We got to watch it for free, or not for free, but for off Disney for the you know, monthly price. Yeah. Um, and it was an amazing movie for the kids and us, and it's basically based around D and D, so it was fun for me as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't, like, I don't have a huge problem with it, but I just think if Foxtel's coming in the market with binge at ten dollars a month, I think it's it's a little high, it's a little late. Um, the only sort of draw to it would be um, Game of Thrones, and everyone has seen it. Yeah. Um, for those who haven't, they probably don't really aren't that interested anyway. Uh, I've seen a little bit of it. Um, the books are better. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. Love. I've been catching up with. Um, now I've forgotten the name of it. Now it's another uh, Apple TV Plus one. The the gaming show. Um, a good game. No, no, Sultan's Sultan's Quest, Mystic Mystic Quest. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a semi comedy about it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About a gaming company who makes. That's right, and it's written by the guys who did um, Always Sunny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, some funny stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been good. I've had a few friends that have worked for gaming companies in Sydney and stuff like that. Like so. Yeah, nerds are funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So I won't give anything away, but yeah. Yeah. There's one girl I keep in the basement who who looks after talking to the customers. <laughs> uh, so I'm guessing they've they've stolen that from my tea crowd. <laughs> So we've also got um, a how-to this week. Yeah. How to share iCloud folders from your iPhone and iPad. Improved collaboration for iCloud Drive arrived in 13.4. IPO, uh, that's iOS 13.4, iPad OS, and Mac OS Catalina 10.15.4. Shared folders has long been requested feature. Uh for, from iCloud Drive users and the latest iPhone, iPad and Mac software offers up an easy way to share with others, including multiple folders at a time. There are also some sandy, handy permissions options that come along with the new feature. Now, if you remember seeing the feature last year, that's because it debuted in the iOS 13 betas, but uh, then was removed uh because it had some issues. Anyway, it's all back now. So sharing iCloud folders, and I'll chuck a picture up. There we go. So sharing iCloud folders from iPhone and iPad, make sure you're running at least 13.4 or iOS, iPad iOS 13.4. Open the Files app and navigate to iCloud Drive. Long press on a folder, then tap Share. To share multiple folders, tap Select up the top and choose multiple folders and then tap the share icon. Icon. That's the square with the up arrow. We all share things. To quickly share one folder, long press and use the share option toward the bottom of the list. You can also swipe up on a share sheet as shown below and choose add people. 
This will allow you to share the same folder with multiple people. At the bottom of the screen, you can dial in sharing permissions like you can with folders. There you can make changes. The default is set to only people you invite can access the folders and can make changes for permission. And the link has got more pictures for the walkthrough. So, what about any other stories or goings on, mister? Um, I've played a couple other games, but I'm going to leave them yeah. anyway. I'll talk about them later. Um, now that I've got that hooked up, I'm yeah quite excited about you know, getting <laughs> in there and actually being able to play them properly. Being a console player my whole life, yeah. playing on the console is my preferred, you know, way of, of playing so uh, i'll be able to get, get right into that and and start actually playing some games okay i want um because there's all these uh uh where you can play all of the old 8-bit games for example on yeah raspberry Pis or yeah uh, apples or windows or whatever yeah I, I think it was the 30th anniversary of windows solitaire this week to yeah, it was a yeah. game thing, but yeah, yeah I, I'm waiting to um, get the ColecoVision Grand Prix thing. That's why I bought oh, ColecoVision in the first place. <laughs> oh wow! I, oh man, that was a, that was a cool game. <laughs> I um, that's got to be like 1978 or something. Like yeah, something like that. I remember playing as a kid. There was a we had a ColecoVision under the TV at my nan's house that no one played when I was a kid, and I used to pull yeah. it out and. And play it because I was allowed to touch that before the Atari, <laughs> and um, and so I'd do that. And then um, then when I was allowed to play the Atari, that was me done. Like, yeah. yeah, I was yeah straight <laughs> in, the, in the Space Invaders, Pac Man, Pitfall, you yeah. know. And then from there on in, yeah, I was done. Hey James, thanks for tuning in, man. Yeah, I I, I basically stopped playing. Oh hey Renee, thanks for tuning in. Went from ColecoVision to computers yeah and never went back to doing the gaming part of it so yeah but yeah yes so, so i just went after atari nintendo 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 <laughs> uh, playstation then xbox and now uh, either either or like they got all these people that they're either ga- like you know xbox or playstation i like games <laughs> <laughs> yeah i will play it on any console you give me yeah. Uh, I will play it on a computer. I will play it on an Apple TV. I don't care. I like games. Yep. So I don't have a preference. I just like to play. <laughs> All right. So our next story, former iOS chief Scott Forstall shares an in- intriguing story of his interview with Steve Jobs for his job at Next when Steve had Next. Mac Rumors former Apple executive and iOS chief Scott Forstall made a rare public appearance this week at Code.org's virtual Code Break event. And in between classes, Forstall shared the intriguing story of how he was hired by Steve Jobs. Forstall revealed that he'd been considering work at Microsoft when he went to an interview at Next, the company started by Jobs after he had left Apple. Forstall described the Next interview as intense involving 17 people over the course of the day. It's a lot of people, isn't it? To just Yeah. And I wouldn't have thought there were 17 people that 
mixed, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> However, 10 minutes into the first interview, Jobs burst into the room, grabbed the interviewer and took him out in the hallway. The two had an animated discussion as Forstall waited. Eventually, Jobs came back into the room to personally conduct the interview with him. He just started peppering me with questions after question and after about 15 minutes we really clicked on design, philosophy and a bunch of other things for story called. Eventually he That's stopped so cool. and said, I know you have to interview for the rest of the day. I don't care what anyone says. At the end of the day, I'm giving you an offer. But please pretend you're, you're interested in everyone else's questions throughout the rest of the day. Then he looked at me and said, I'm sure you're going to accept this offer. So this was his way to convince me. Forstall went on to reveal that he'd also had an offer for Microsoft, which he subsequently turned down that day. The next morning, he found a dead fish in a box on his doorstep. <laughs> Reminded me of Mafia's use of dead fish delivery as a threat. Forstall checked the box for a return address. It was from Microsoft. So Forstall called up his contact there, but it turned out the company had sent him a fresh king salmon from Seattle's Pike implying that he wouldn't be able to buy fish like that if he moved to the Bay Area. Forstall right. <laughs> said he ended up cooking the fish and eating it that evening and went on to walk, work with Steve Jobs at Next and Apple for the next 20 years before departing the company in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an interesting way of um, trying to convince someone to work for you is sending them a fish and say you wouldn't be able to buy this if you moved to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so weird. That's so weird. It definitely sounds like a threat. <laughs> but yeah, so at least it wasn't a at least it wasn't a horse head. Now, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is what happened to us the other night. Yep. It was that one there. This app is no longer shared with you. To use it, you must buy it from the App Store. Yep. View in the App Store or cancel. That's your choices you're getting at the moment. So some people have got this. Uh... Yeah, that's it. That's right. We got it the other night. Yep, on my phone. Yeah, when we were trying to share something to my Apple TV. Yep. Now, it's a bug. It's an iOS bug preventing some apps from opening. An app bug is causing some iOS users to be unable to open their apps with affected iPhone and iPad using seeing the message, this app is no longer shared with you. There are multiple complaints about the issue on MacRumors forums and on Twitter from users who are running into problems. A MacRumors reader described the issue. Is anyone else experiencing widespread app crashes? I'm suddenly being informed that this app is no longer shared with you from several iOS apps. And when I follow the prompt at the apps page, the only option is to open, which then puts me back into the same loop, which is That's what right. happened to us. Yep. Dozens of Twitter complaints suggest the issue is affecting people running both 13.4.1 and 13.5. Yep. And it's not clear what's causing the problem, as not everyone appears to be affected. Some users have had the problem occur after updating apps in the last day. There have been complaints about many apps, including YouTube, Twitter, WhatsApp, Facebook, TikTok, LastPass, and more. When updated, we updated the WhatsApp on iPhone 13.4 prior to writing this article and immediately got the error message. How to fix this app is no longer shared. 
people impacted by the issue have been able to fix their apps by deleting the app that's not working and reinstalling it. But stop there for a minute, right? Because depending on the app, you may not want to do that because you're going to lose your data. If you delete the app and then reinstall it, you're going to lose your data. So if, for example, it was a game or something else that you've got history in, yeah. You don't want to do it this way. You don't want to delete it and then reinstall it. So you want to do offloading the app rather than deleting it. We'll also fix the problem. The benefit of uploading offloading an app is that you won't lose any data and you can pick up right where you left off left off. To offload, go to settings, general, iPhone storage, scroll down to the app with the problem, tap the app name and tap on offload app. And as I said, just a note, Zane got this on Saturday night when he was visiting me. <laughs> I did. So uh, what a coincidence. And we were able to sort it out. I also had something similar happen to the Apple TV. Yeah. Um, oh, that, that thing last night, yeah. Yeah. So uh, just for no reason, it decided that it wouldn't uh, play my uh, Netflix or anything like that. It was just telling me that uh, the, the data usage was too high to... The run and I know that I've got enough internet and uh, we ended up working that out. I dropped the um, picture rate down from 4K uh, just to uh, your 1080 yep. and, then I, and then I reset my box, which is just unplugging it and leaving it for 30 seconds. Yep. Um, I then replugged it in, set everything up, come back and everything worked perfectly. But again, it was telling me that it just didn't want to play. Um, Anything, so, but it was only for the streaming apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't um, ABC or anything like that with a live app um, or anything like that. It was just the um, Netflix, Stan, Disney uh, and all that. But it was all of them. It wasn't just the one. It was all of them. It was doing it too. So by uh, downgrading it from 4K to 1080, which is no big deal anyway. Especially at the moment. Yeah, especially at the moment think- because our bandwidth is so slow. And there is no, um, I don't think there are any 4K movies at the moment, like because there's not enough bandwidth to put a 4K movie out because yeah. everyone, everyone's yeah yeah. So um, yeah, and so it was no great loss. Like I said, it didn't really lose any picture or anything like that. It still looks normal to me. Um, and yeah, and now everything works and the kids are happy. So yeah, that's the important bit. <laughs> that's right. Kids and wife so- happy. That's it. So if you're having the same issues with your Apple TV, like I said, just uh, unplug it first, leave it for 30 or so seconds, uh, plug it back in, go into your settings, go into systems. Was it systems we went into? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And video and audio and video. Audio, yeah, audio, video. You go in, you can choose uh, what... um, Pixel, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Um, 4K, yeah. 1080p. Yeah, 1080p, you can, 1080HD. Yeah. yeah. And so I just went to um, standard, 10, uh, 1080 standard definition. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it made no great difference to my old eyes. Uh, so and it's now running perfectly. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And as everyone slowly goes back to work, and the, which will be years away yet anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. I think you're fine. Now, what about Apple's Bounce AirPods ad wins best 
of advertising award. Huh. So cool ad. Apple's it is a very cool ad. Apple's creative bounce ad designed to highlight the AirPods took top honors in the 99th annual next year must be special for them. Yeah. ADC Art Directors Club Awards for advertising, earning the Best of Discipline Award along with two Gold Cube Awards for crafting video and branded content categories. Released in 2009, June 2009, the ad features a bored man who pulls his AirPods off their wireless charging pad and then pops outside to bounce over street items that are bouncy like a trampoline. The song, I Learned Some Jazz Today, plays in the background while he bounces throughout town. And it is it is excellent. There's a YouTube link to it in the show notes, of course. What model What model AirPods can charge on a wireless charging? Uh, all of them on the... Um, sorry. I've got the first ones. Do they do it? Let me think. Uh, Probably not, hey? Uh, probably the second ones. I, yeah. Yeah, I would say the second ones. So, yeah. No, no. I yeah. think they were supposed to be, but they've got to be the right. Doesn't matter because no, there's the a little still. I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, there is a little steel bar, like a little metal bar on the back of the the case that you might, you know, that's where yeah, you might no, stick no, it down. A, it might. Yeah. It's yeah, because yeah, Apple Apple didn't get around to making the charger properly because they had some issues there. Yeah. 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 But there are some others floating around. Yeah. But it is a really cool hat. <laughs> it is a very cool hat. What else have we got? Oh, we have still got more. So what about uh, iOS and iPad OS 13.5 now available with COVID-19 contact API, FaceTime and Face ID tweaks? Now, what's new in 13.5? Macworld informs us what we'll find in iOS and iPadOS 13.5. We expect the release to fine-tune a few minor details and fix a few bugs while starting to address COVID-19. Specific issues. Face ID for those wearing masks. It would make Face ID a lot less secure for it to work on people wearing masks. But now that so many millions of people are wearing masks every day, Apple has made the fail state less painful. After swiping up to unlock your phone, you used to have to wait a second for Face ID to fail before it would display the keypad to enter your passcode. Now it displays the keypad right away, so you can start entering your passcode immediately. It has failed due to your mask. So it realizes you've got a mask, boom. It's a small change, but one will be appreciated by those wearing masks all day. Uh, Contract tracing app. Those iOS releases will include the Apple Google contact tracing API for developers. That won't mean anything to regular users until state health agencies release apps that use it, but the developers of those apps can now publish them. It's important to note that the Google Apple Exposure Notification API protects your privacy in many ways. Data is never uploaded from your device to a central server. Your identity is never shared, only a random and changing string of letters and numbers, and your location is never recorded or shared. Still, there's a new privacy setting to prevent logging of COVID-19 tracing. To change it, go to Settings, Privacy, Health, and look for COVID-19 Exposure. And now this is another one that people have had a hassle with. 
group FaceTime FaceZooming. So when you make a group FaceTime call, iOS automatically zooms in and out of a person who's speaking. That may work with only three or four people, but in more crowded calls, it's a pain. New in iOS 13.5 is a toggle to, to disable that. Go to Settings, FaceTime, and look for Automatic Prominence Heading. There's a toggle for speaking there. And, of course, Links. So, I've got nothing else, my friend. All right, yeah, no, I'm all done too. You've been very quiet tonight. Oh, I I (laughs) apologise. You're supposed to share the workload. Share the workload. Yeah. (laughs) Push in. Just shut shut up, Michael. Do it now. (laughs) (laughs) Show promotions, show note links each week on show uploads, uh, links being aussiemaxzone.com.au forward slash AMZ336 forward slash. There you'll see the last six weeks of show notes. You can email us at Michael. Or Zan. That's me. (laughs) At aussiemaxzone.com.au. You can find us on Spotify. Just search Aussiemaxzone. You can find us at Aussie News, Apple News, sorry. And Aussie Mag Zone. Yeah. Uh, you can Apple Podcasters. Google Podcasts. Uh, YouTubers. Yep. You can Facebook us. <laughs> uh, anything you, do we have a Twitter? A Twitter? A Twitter account? Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll put it up next week and remind me. There you go. Uh, to, twi- and, um, to, tw- to, to tweet to us. And if, any, <laughs> if people are going to start using Twitter, I'll jump on there and chat with them. Alright. And um we don't have a um Instagram account, do we? No. So there we go, you can't get us on Insta. So clearly we're not hip and happening, I understand. But that's okay. Because Mix never grow out of style. Apples. Your fingers wouldn't be able to use Instagram, would they? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're gonna thank you, our sponsors, our listeners, who are the most important, our watchers. And uh, that's us. So, an apple a day keeps your androids away. See you guys. Thanks. <laughs>